Christmas has a way of absorbing Advent. Even with the purple, the liturgy, the intentional and rightful effort to recapture the yearning of a people for a savior, the progressive lighting of the Advent candles symbolizing growing messianic expectations, the personal penitential posture is so difficult to sustain. Christmas reaches back and gathers our sorrowing spirits and permeates Advent with joy. The Kyrios, the Lord, who is to come, is already here. Even in the present reality of darkness of this world, at this time, we can never truly perceive its depth of need prior to the coming of Jesus Christ, the saving act of an almighty God. It is not mere commerce that renders the calendar helpless to detain celebration. The creator God has spoken and the word became flesh. The word dwelt among us. Fling wide the gates. Open ancient doors. Disintegrate modern barriers. The king of glory continually comes to us. Come, Lord Jesus. Oh, holy child, of Bethlehem. Descend on us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in, be born in us. Today we hear the Christmas angels, their great glad tidings tell, come to us, abide in us. Our Lord Emmanuel. Joseph the lowly carpenter of Nazareth really knew the agony of Advent. Long before the institutional structure of our Christian calendar, Joseph experienced the deep yearning of awaiting people. His historic and cultural orientation was outside the context of carol and blazing colors, but his distinctiveness in the lineage of David gave rootage to his faith expectations. The angelic announcement dream of which Matthew writes is grounded in the covenant journey of a powerful God with the people Israel. It is a moment preceded by an understanding, self-revealing character of God whose mercy is enduring and whose steadfast love is from everlasting to everlasting. Nurtured in the import of that relationship, Joseph waited 
with an understanding knowledge of the Exodus event, a knowledge of the chosenness of a people, a knowledge of an apostasy of a people who had been provided for, loved, cared for, covered with mercy, forgiven over and over by a God who cared. A God whom they named themselves Father, Shepherd, King, Great, Almighty, Joseph knew this. Joseph was nurtured in a tradition that enabled him to understand the apostasy of the people, the forgiveness of God, and the continuing call of God for the people to return through the prophetic voice. Joseph waiting in the moment of his own expectation understood the evolution of the waiting experience of the people to be personified until the word comes from the prophet Isaiah of the people who see a light and a proclamation to the, that unto these people a child is born, a son is given, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Personification rooted in the lineage of David. A kinship to the carpenter Joseph. Joseph waits with expectation for our deliverance from oppression, from poverty, for a saving act of God for the people. The announcement of a child to come to Joseph in a particular, singular, personal way was the surprise. She shall bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. The name Jesus, from the very announcement of his coming, was the name that was linked to, embodied both the person and the purpose. There was no dichotomy here between name of Jesus and work of Jesus. Name of Jesus implied the purpose of his coming. He is named Jesus because who he, he will save his people from their sin. He is named Jesus because he is the Son of God. 
Is this, this not Joseph's son? Is a question asked by a dissident crowd. It is not a question asked by either Joseph or Mary or Jesus. Jesus, the name, is given to the personification of God. And therefore, it is appropriate for us as we in this waiting moment expect the presence and the power of the Lord Jesus. It is appropriate for us to use the Old Testament psalm. Come, you see. Come, open wide the doors, lift up the gates. The King of glory is coming in a new context, in a new way. It is God in flesh, the very word coming amongst us. And the Old Testament and the New find their unity in him. And Jesus moves and celebrates the oneness even as he faces the very crux of his purpose moving toward the cross and says the Father is in me and I in the Father. I and the Father are one and yearns for such a unity among the believers that the world may know who he is, that the credibility of the name of Jesus is linked into the life of the believer who claims the name of follower, disciple, Christian, believer in Jesus Christ to such a degree that there is no difference between the name Jesus and the work of Jesus, the name Christian and being Christian. Joseph waited and heard the good news. And because of the purpose was obedient. As we in these days seek to prepare our hearts in new ways to the understanding of what it means to name Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, then we are called upon to respond appropriately to the name by the act, by the deed, by the transformation not only of our own lives, but of a society, a world into which Jesus has already come. Somehow in these days of preparation, I find myself aware of the fact that the waiting is now on the side of Almighty God. God who has already done all that, has, that is, needs to be done to save the world in Jesus Christ. God who has enabled us to somehow, in the limitation of our own intellect, to wrap our minds and our hearts around a concept of love that would encompass a whole world. A God waits in this Advent season for a world that has already received the answer and seems to ignore it. As angels sing out on records and chimes and organs and in beginning voices, 
the glory of peace on earth, goodwill to man, how God waits in agony for us to dare to live it out. As a black woman, I come from a people who in the midst of their own waiting knew something of the majesty of the name of a Jesus Christ. The old spiritual sings it as a, a group of people come from the baptismal experience probably in a creek or a river somewhere in this country. And in an antiphonal way, far from the majesty of the psalmic antiphon, the leader sings out, I've just come from the fountain, from the fountain, Lord, I've just come from the fountain, his name so sweet. Sinner, do you know my Jesus? And the answer comes back, yes, yes, I do know Jesus. Sinner, do you know Jesus? His name so sweet. No need to pull out the total story because in the phrasing understanding of the name of Jesus, there is all the love the world needs. There is all the peace the world needs. There is all the liberation the world needs. It is in the name of Jesus that the very purposes of God have been embodied. And we sit as if we never heard the truth of the message. Paul understood, was able to help us understand as he talked of a Jesus obedient unto death. Emptying himself of all the glory, all the power, all the authority that was his. Going obediently to the cross for the purpose for which he was born. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Today, Advent is for us opportunity to think deeply of the name of Jesus written on the heart of believers and to so consecrate and commit our own lives to the reality of the purpose and meaning of that name. That as we sing it and speak it and yea, pray it, we will dare to live it. For when we say in truth of intention, come Lord Jesus, into our lives, there comes with it the power to ready the world for change.
come, Lord Jesus, into our hearts, into our lives, and through us, into your world, the very purpose of your naming, the very purpose of your coming, the very God intent of your being. Almighty God waits in the darkness of this world for the light of our answer. Yes, yes, come Lord Jesus. I am ready to receive and to do and to spread the word that salvation is already here. Amen.